0: hey how's it going everyone this is freddie you're tuned into another fredcast this is probably be the the final fredcast of the uh the year 2019 i um i feel like i should uh rename this podcast because when people try to search freddie joachim on like maybe Stitcher or maybe iTunes podcast. Maybe I don't come up or something like that. So maybe I have to call it Freddie Joachim's Fredcast or something like that. I'm not too sure. The, the only thing is um, as far as uh, the hosting goes, as far as like the RSS uh, hosting, I use SoundCloud and then SoundCloud pushes it all to the appropriate podcasting Um. Uh, streaming services so I upload it to SoundCloud and then it gets pushed to like iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher so I have to kind of rethink that I mean I think ideally it would be good to have two SoundCloud accounts where one was just my music and then the other one was the podcast but then I'm not going to pay for two accounts (laughs) you know it's kind of stupid but anyway 2019 is pretty much coming to an end, um, and then Christmas is basically just around the corner, and um, this past weekend, me and my wife, we drove down to San Diego to to uh, celebrate Christmas with uh, my family, because it's the only time we could do it, so we usually have it a little bit early, and um, celebrate it with my parents, and my sister's family as well as one of my best friend and his family we all kind of celebrated together and then we usually have like a gift exchange for like my really close friends that i've known since like middle school and uh we do our gift exchange for with them so it was all cool just kind of rushing around and stuff like that i i luckily i did all my uh christmas shopping pretty early in the month and then online i don't think the uh well, I just completely avoided the malls, you know, because it's just a zoo, and then um, just did all my shopping online, which worked out pretty well. And now I am broke. <laughs> uh, but uh, as far as twenty nineteen goes, we can we can kind of talk about some highlights for twenty nineteen uh, for me anyway. I um, I got married this year. I guess that's the biggest highlight. I got married to my now wife, uh, we were dating six years before we got, before we got married. And we were kind of doing a little bit of a long distance thing. I was living in San Diego at the time and she was living in Glendale in LA. And then we would just kind of go back and forth like, uh, every weekend for the most part for, for like five or six years. And then we finally moved in with each other last year after so many years. Um, and it was pretty, you know, like, I, it was easy for me because I already wanted to leave San Diego for, like, the longest time. Um, you know, I, I, I lived in L.A. for, like, back and forth, L.A. to San Diego for, like, the past, like, 10 years, 10-plus 10 years. So, L.A. was not, like, uh, I was already familiar with L.A. for the most part. So, it wasn't, like, a big, like, leap or anything like that. And and I was already going to L.A., like, almost every other weekend uh, when me and my wife were just dating, and uh yeah, we got married in in March, towards the end of March, March twenty first, three two one. And like I said in a uh, like previous podcasts that uh, we had a, a very um kind of intimate Wedding is kind of like in between an elopement and a traditional bigger wedding usually Filipino families They have like huge weddings with like everybody's there like friends and family But me and my wife we decided to just do a wedding with just our family and very close friends So that's what we did and we got married in Rancho Palos Verdes at the Wayfarer Chapel It's that kind of very phonogenic glass chapel that overlooks uh, the ocean and it was very photogenic, and then um, and then we had a dinner at Terranea, which is like a resort just down the street uh, with just her family, and so we didn't really do, you know, like, dancing or anything like that, we just had, like, a pretty formal dinner, and yeah, and then we paid for it all ourselves, which is great, I mean, my dad helped me out a little bit, but we don't have any, like, outstanding credit card bills or anything like that, pay for the photographer and the the dinner and everything, so... that's good, and we were just able to continue our lives after that. I know a lot of people, they they have these huge weddings, and then they they end up getting in debt for, like, maybe a year or two afterwards, and we just didn't want to do that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if we were, like, balling, then we would have had, like, a huge wedding with all our friends and family. It would have been fun. But we're not balling. So, yeah. And then... We, t- we t- ended up taking our honeymoon a little bit later. Uh, we ended up going to Europe towards the end of June into July. So we did Amsterdam. We we landed in Amsterdam and spent like a few days in Amsterdam. And then we took the train to Brussels in Belgium. And we spent a few days in Brussels. And then we took the train to Lille, France, which is like northern France. Spent a few days there. And then we basically took the train all the way back to Amsterdam and. Uh, ended our honeymoon in Amsterdam so just kind of like a round trip I mean I, I'm pretty not super familiar with taking the trains but I'm pretty used to it as far as Europe goes um, you know I've done a few tours where I've had to take the trains um, to different cities and stuff and, and it, like if you're n- not familiar with taking the trains it could be kind of um, a little bit intimidating you because You don't really know where to go and you know if it's like your first time just taking trains in general (laughs) you don't know what track to go on you have to kind of pay attention to the screens and stuff like that I've missed trains you know but uh, it went pretty smooth actually and we ended up getting like a rail pass that was good for uh, three countries and uh, I think it just kind of paid for itself you get a rail pass for like a certain number of days and you can travel on those days as much as you want so it was good and yeah, and I, yeah, we went to a bunch of museums and we ate really well and we just, you know, just had wine and beer and just kind of winged it like we usually do on trips and that was a lot of fun. It was my first time in Amsterdam or in the, in the Netherlands and it was my first time in Brussels and Lille, I think. I mean, I've been to France a couple times before and I've been to uh, Belgium a couple times before, so it was cool. Um, one thing we really like about traveling to other countries is we don't understand the language. So you can't really tell, you can't really understand when people are just complaining or, you know, just whatever, because here in the U S people just complain constantly and you'll be out and like at a store or something, just somebody just complaining about something and just, giving bullshit information you know like people just like to hear their own voice kind of thing that's why i'm doing this broadcast because so i can hear my own voice anyway <laughs> yeah but you know like it's good to like be in another country and not really understand the language and then you don't really have to hear people bitching and complaining about stuff um but i mean most people they speak english everywhere so it's cool uh and then yeah we just did a lot of shopping i think because we don't have a primark here so it's we always end up going to Primark in, in europe and then um yeah did i buy you any sneakers on that trip i don't know if i did i don't think i did on on that trip uh but later in october i w- i would return to europe to for work i was doing um i was doing uh some work with ableton uh and i was very fortunate enough for them to fly me out and you know, shoot a video with Ableton, which is super cool. Cause I've been using Ableton for like oh, such a long time. I mean, I'm not, I'm no expert at it, but you know, I'm pretty familiar with the software and, um, it was great that they, they brought me out to, to shoot a video series with them. And I was in Berlin for like a week and, uh, just kind of, you know, worked and, just kind of walked around and stuff like that. It was kind of cool. Met up with uh flow fills and met up with uh, the Jakarta records fellows just for like some small bites and some drinks. And yeah, that was pretty much it. It was pretty chill for the most part. And I think it was the start of uh, kind of like the cold season in Europe. So usually when I, when I do tours, it's like in November into December. So it's like super cold, and uh, I was lucky enough that it wasn't too bad when I went. Um, what other highlights? Oh, yeah, we, me and my wife, we ended up going to Maui as well um, beginning of November for her birthday. So, yeah, it was great just to, like, chill out and do absolutely nothing, just sit on the beach and read news articles and eat and drink. And we really needed like a a little bit of a just a vacation of doing kind of like nothing but we met up with uh my sister-in-law and um her daughter and stuff like that and we just kind of hung out yeah um just kind of did our own thing as well uh did i take any other trips i don't know usually i go to the bay like once a year i don't think we went to the bay this year which is kind of weird Uh, But I usually end up visiting Usai, like, sometime. But Usai actually came down here. Uh, When was that? Like, maybe end of October-ish? Towards the end of October? I don't even know when they came down. But him and his wife, they visited us, and we we just kind of did a little bit of a touristy thing, just kind of went to uh, the Griffith Observatory, and we went to Disneyland, actually. We met up with uh, Question and his family, and we went to Disneyland. It was... Yusai and his wife's first time at Disneyland for I don't even know like how long how long ago they've been but it was pretty much everything new for them but we end up going Disneyland and then we ended up you know just eating in K Town a couple of times and I think that's it yeah it was always good to have guests from uh from from other places come and visit us because we just want to eat. And, uh, oh, yeah, I did release an album this year. Also, it, it was in May. Uh, it was called Beyond the Sea of Trees, and it's still available everywhere. You can still purchase the vinyl from my band camp. Uh, it's fulfilled by um, by Jakarta Records. Uh, you can probably find it on, like, Fat Beats as well as Turntable Lab, too, if you live in the U.S., and then HHV and probably Vinyl Digital and some other European stores, they carry it. So, yeah. If you haven't listened to it already, it's available. Um, and big thanks to my man Kit for helping me uh, shoot a video, like a little promo video for that. So we were just basically walking around L.A. just kind of shooting. Um, shooting little clips for a little promo video. You can still check it out online. I think I have all the raw footage too. And we have a, we actually shot a kind of like a making of one of the, the songs. Um, are just kind of like a breakdown of how I made one of the songs, and um, and uh, we never released it. So I have all the raw footage, I think, but um, we never released it. I think it's a little bit too lengthy. <laughs> you know, even if we cut it down some, I think it's a little bit too lengthy. So we might shoot another video. Um, maybe beginning of next year just i don't know i think we're trying to be a little bit more ambitious as far as what we want to kind of present a little bit more artsy and a little bit more not just me walking walking around but um yeah something you know like a little bit more kind of like a storyteller type of video so that'd be cool um, it would be cool to kind of show you kind of like a rhythm roulette style type of video, too. I know it's kind of like really overdone, but I know that a lot of other producers and musicians really like watching in studio videos, especially kind of like from start to finish type of videos. I I know I'm that type of person, especially looking up to some of my some of uh, the people that I kind of idolize, even my peers, to see what their workflow is like and what their studio is like and it's always good to kind of get inspiration from that. So we might shoot another kind of video like that, like rhythm roulette style kind of stuff. Uh, Speaking of studio stuff, um, I can kind of quickly talk about the stuff that I've mainly used for this year. Um, I think I used a lot of hardware for this year. I didn't really like make too many beats on Ableton. Um, A lot of it was the modular stuff, especially just sketching out like really quick ideas. Um, Uh, the my euro rack modular stuff is kind of still it's always a work in progress so i'm still kind of buying modules and you know figuring out what kind of works for me but yeah um just pretty much working on the modular stuff i think the qubit cord and the qubit prism were kind of my last few modules that i purchased and i really like those and um i've been using the digitech elect Electron DigiTac as far as the main sequencer so I use I program all the drums in the DigiTac as far as samples go but then all the sounds and like kind of loops and some melodical stuff that's all like the euro rack stuff so I got this mutant brain uh, MIDI to CV module so uh, it goes out from the DigiTac into that mutant brain module and then I'm able to control I think up to four chan four to eight channels of C V information with the with the module. So that's been really handy. Um and then I had the the uh teenage engineering OPZ as well as the OP one and I've been making beats on those. Uh I actually prefer the OPZ over the OP one. Um I think it just it mainly for the music that I make, I mean the OPZ is more of like a step sequencer in a way. And um, uh, programming drums on it is super quick and I can save like a bunch of projects uh, onto the OPZ whereas the OP1 you can't save projects Um, whatever you record to kind of tape and then you turn it off and turn it back on it just kind of uh you pick up where you last left off but you can't save projects onto it itself you have to kind of export all the audio out and then finish the song in the- you know, Ableton or a DAW of your choice or something like that. That's the only thing I really don't like about the OP-1. I mean, aesthetically and kind of like playability, it's it's really great and it has some cool like little features in it. But uh, it's just the saving factor, you know, like to make this thing, s- to kind of market this thing as a, a portable music making device is kind of like a stretch. I mean, of course you can make... M- stuff on the go but you can only work on one project at a time Um, and you have to have a way to export that project before you begin a new one so you kinda have to bring like a computer along with you or something where you can you can uh, transfer the files off of the OP1 onto like you know an iPad or a a computer um, before you even start a new project Uh, as opposed to the OPZ where you can save up to i think 10 projects and then within those 10 projects you can save up to like 8 to 16 patterns so in realistically you can kind of sit if you know how to really freak the opz or work around it you can um save like 160 kind of like loops if you were like if you were inclined to do that so that's one thing i really like the opz about the opz is uh being able to save all this information um If they put the OPZ inside of the OP one and just made it one just kind of unit, it the OP one would be fantastic. Honestly, one thing I really like about the OP one is you can sample directly from the radio, so it has like a radio tuner on it, so you can just sample. Usually, I go on the classical channel, classical uh, radio station, and then just sample stuff off there. But then I've been using the OP one drum utility with my with my Mac. And uh, just kind of making drum kits and stuff like that just a lot easier. Because I don't really like the drums that come with the OP1. Uh, they, they sound okay, but it's not really my style. Um, but I do like the drums that the factory drums that come with the OPZ, which is a lot different. And it, it has a bunch of drums for the OPZ. And you can sync these two together. If you have both units, you can take the USB cord out of the OP1 into the OPZ. And usually what I'll do. If I'm using both units at the same time, is I'll do all my drum programming on the OPZ, and then all the sample sample stuff, as well as like the like synths and bass lines, and I'll do that all on the OP um, the OP one. You can kind of get a little bit more as far as a recording, as far as the, like a four track, because you can only with the OP one you can only record four tracks. Of course, you can you know layer on top of those tracks like anything that you put through it, but still you know you're still kind of limited. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all the hardware I've been using. Um, I would have to say as uh, as far as other studio equipment, um, I'm really liking these headphones that I've been using throughout the year. It's the um, Audio Technica. ATH 50x it's a uh, you see them in a lot of like uh, studios and stuff like that but i think they're really good for mixing um they're pretty clear and stuff like that i mean i have a, a slew of other headphones that i use for general listening but uh, i think these are the ones that i um that i actually prefer as far as uh, studio stuff um and yeah this is the non-bluetooth model I try- I wish I just would have gotten the Bluetooth ones, but I got these on sale and um, whatever. And I have this like little Bluetooth adapter that goes into this. But the headphones themselves are pretty like, they're not very small. They're actually pretty big. <laughs> they're over the ear headphones. So it kind of cups your ears. And um, overall, like I think it's pretty big, like pretty somewhat bulky. Uh, as opposed to, like, these other headphones that I have. But, yeah. Some good headphones. I need. I think I need to, like, get a better mic, too. I mean, I'm not recording vocals, so I don't know. But I might get, like, kind of like a mid-tier mic. Just so maybe it sounds a little bit better as far as recording and stuff. I mean, what I'm recording on right now is... Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I don't even know the brand. It's some cheap old brand that I've had for years, so... It works. I don't think, I don't hear too much noise as far as like humming or like white noise or anything like that. So I think the noise floor is pretty good on it. Um, And as far as tech goes throughout the year, I don't know what I've really been using. I've been using my iPad mini a lot, (laughs) even though I have an iPad pro. I think I use my iPad mini more than my iPad pro because the iPad pro, I have the bigger one. And as far as, like, reading news articles and, like, general media consumption, it's it's pretty big. Um, I mainly use it when I have to do, like, multitasking kind of work if I don't want to use my, my laptop. So, yeah, iPad mini. It's great, honestly. <laughs> it's great for reading news articles and just general media consumption. Um, speaking of media, I don't... What new movies? I would have to say Parasite is probably my favorite movie of the year. It's a Korean kind of drama, Korean dark comedy in a way. Um, It was done by, I forgot who the director is, but he also did The Host and Snowpiercer and Okja. He did those, but it's a really good movie. So if you haven't seen Parasite, you should watch it. Um... We're watching the new Star Wars movie on Christmas Eve so I don't know what to expect I kind I'm kind of like already a little bit over the series <laughs> you know I'm not a hardcore Star Wars person in general I know I kind of know what's going on but I'm not like I don't scrutinize every little detail and stuff like that you know like of course the the original Star Wars series is gonna be like King that I mean, for the most part, but I don't really mind, like, all the new stuff. The, the first three episodes were kind of shitty, of course, but I, I still watch them. But I know, like, Star Wars, diehard Star Wars fans, they don't even touch those movies. <laughs> but I hear some good things about some of the off-series uh, things, like uh, Resistance there's like an animated, I think it's called Resistance, an animated series. And then we've been watching Mandalorian, so we really like that. There's maybe one episode that I didn't really like, but for the most part, we're kind of into the series, me and my wife. And then, yeah, as far as other movies, I don't even know what other movies like. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a really good movie. Um, it was by Tarantino and it stars Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie's in there as well as, as well as I think Emile Hirsch is in there and some other people, but I think it's a really good movie. Um, and what other movies did we watch? This year? I don't know. I know we, we usually, we watch a group of movies, but. I think those few movies that I mentioned were, like, those two, anyway, were, like, kind of, like, the movies that kind of stuck out uh, throughout the year that we really, I I really liked, anyway. Um, Yeah, and then just as of, like, the past, like, month, month or two, just me and my buddies have just been playing Call of Duty. What's kind of cool about the new Call of Duty is... It, um, you can do cross play on it. So you, it doesn't matter what system you're on, Xbox, PS4, or computer or something like that. You can play, um, all your friends, what, what, regardless of what system they're on. And I don't have a PS4. I think I borrowed my friends for a little bit, but I don't have any kind of game console other than a Switch. And then I do most, most of my gaming on my computer. So, um, So I haven't really been able to play with my buddies who have PS4s. So this the new crossplay feature for Call of Duty has made it fun for us like guys that are almost forty, like to get together at like ten o'clock at night after kids fall asleep and we're done with our jobs and stuff. And we ended up we end up playing like multiplayer. But it's pretty fun. Um but yeah I mean I did finish that Star Wars game and I don't think it's I think it's okay and I feel that you shouldn't pay full price for it (laughs) sad to say but it's okay people try to a lot of uh, reviewers um, compare it to Dark Souls 3 or something like that I never played Dark Souls I have a buddy who did but I never really got into Dark Souls But it's they they're saying it's kind of like a little bit the same. Um. But yeah, and then um, what else? I don't know. Highlights. What else happened this year? Uh, we did before our honeymoon. We did have to say goodbye to our cat Ob. He had cancer for uh, a a good amount of time. Actually, like over six months uh he he lived longer than we expected, but towards the end he was just not getting good at, at all so we made the decision to uh to um uh, to put him to rest but he was a really good cat honestly he was like really loving and uh he he spent last christmas with us, which was great i mean that's he went from my my mother in law's house to our house so we could take care of him but yeah really good cat just you know he had oral cancer and uh he lived with it for you know decently enough for a a while we had like a couple scares as far as his mouth getting worse or just bleeding out so but uh other than that i mean i feel like he he had a pretty good life i mean he was like 13 years old so um other than the cancer he um he lived a pretty good life and then uh, my mother-in-law, she had to, like, put down her cat. They, they were kind of, like, the same age as Obi, this other cat named Fuji. But he, he had a bunch of, like, health problems, like, just throughout his life. I mean, he, before they put him down, like, a few months earlier, he had a couple seizures. And, like, towards the end, he was just not gaining weight. And I think he was having kind of a renal failure and stuff like that, so... They made the decision to put him down as well. I don't even know when that was, like maybe in August, August or September or something like that for Fuji and then Obi we had to put him down like towards the end of June. But yeah, kind of sucks because they were kind of like brothers in a way. They were from different litters, but they were, you know, they grew up together. And then um yeah, and now we we still have our two cats here. That I brought from San Diego. They're, they're a brother and sister duo. They're going to be three in April. And um, they're jerks. <laughs> the boy is such a... He tests me all the time. Like, he tests us all the time. He's, he's wild sometimes. And he just doesn't listen. He scratches at the couch. I'm like, dude, stop scratching at the fucking couch. He just, like, tests us. And he's always terrorizing his sister... They're always like kind of like play fighting a, a lot, but it comes to the point where like he he gets too aggressive and then uh his sister gets mad and then and then I break it up and then he'll try to like fight me just like, dude he's such like a handful he's a a funny dude but he's also a he's such a handful and right now they're sleeping on a heating mat <laughs> they fight over it because it's been pretty damn cold here in, in Southern California, L.A. Uh, these past this past like month or so. Uh, I can't really, you know, like we say it, that it's cold here in Southern California, but then it's like snowing everywhere else. I cannot live in the snow, I'll tell you that much. I think um, I can, well, I can visit the snow, like to go snowboarding or just play in the snow and stuff like that. But to live in it, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that um what else what else is going on yeah um i know everybody kind of has like a best of yearly wrap-up kind of thing uh as far as like albums and all this other stuff i can't i seriously can't remember what albums came out this year other than my own (laughs) i'm just joking um but i know a handful of like albums came out this year i'm trying i think i listened to a lot of odyssey this year and it wasn't even, like, new albums, just random stuff. I listened to a bunch of random, like, um, just tracks here and there. Nothing, like, no, like, full-on albums. I know that, I think, Flying Lotus came out with an album this year, I think. <laughs> I think. And Kate Trinata came out with the album not too long ago. Um, I'm trying to think who else came out with albums this year. I don't know. But, yeah, I've been listening... Listening to a lot of that stuff and like Nipsey Hustle stuff and I don't know, just like random instrumentals here and there. I don't know. I can't give you a definitive answer of like what has been my favorite because I listened to a lot of like old songs like in the past, like two or three years and then some new stuff sprinkled in, you know what I'm saying? And it's hard to keep up with like just music in general, even my album, like, you know, people probably listen to it for like a little bit and then they, it's like onto the new thing. And I think it's just like the age that we live in. It's just, we, we just consume so much nowadays that it's hard to just retain all the stuff that we consume. <laughs> um, like media wise, but yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, can I think? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I think I wrote down some stuff. Actually, did I write any of the stuff down? Maybe I didn't save it. Maybe I put on my iPad. I started uh, watching the the new Witcher series on Netflix. Uh I, I just finished the first episode, but it looks cool. I mean, I played a little bit of Witcher, The Witcher Three, on. I played it on my computer for a little bit, and then I played it on the Nintendo Switch for a little bit, but I haven't really, um, really delved deep into it because, like stuff like that, like these open world kind of games and stuff, they it takes a lot of like, it takes a lot of attention, and and when you're kind of balancing a bunch of games together, you'll like for instance when I'm playing Call of Duty and I was playing Star Wars and stuff like once you add another game into the mix then you kind of forget how to play the other games uh, so I'm just trying to finish games that I've started uh, in the past um, before I start something new like I just finished Rise of the Tomb Raider and uh, I, I'm just starting Shadow of the Tomb Raider now so i kind of want to finish that since i already finished the star wars one and rise of the tomb raider and now i'm doing shadow of the tomb raider and then i think after shadow of the tomb raider i'll probably start metro exodus because i i played metro last light and metro 2033 and i really like those games Uh, i think they had a really good story um as far as first person shooter games go and um I'm looking to uh, to finish the whole series. Hold on, I have to let my cat out. Uh. But yeah, kind of into the, the Metro series. It's kind of a weird kind of thing. It's loosely based off a, a novel called Metro 2033. Um, but yeah, I think I liked Metro Last Light more than 2033 i don't know why but then exodus looks it looks a little bit different as far as like the gameplay as far as the enemies go because i think um the past two metros they is it was mainly like monsters and humans were kind of like your enemies and then i feel like this one there's a lot of like more human enemies or like kind of humanoid enemies (laughs) so i don't know and i'm interested in like i played the last of us and i think that game is fun but you know i'm i'm kind of w- weird about like horror type of games or horror survival type of games like i i can play them to an extent but then i feel like i get too scared <laughs> it's weird because i really like like horror the horror genre as far as movies and stuff like that but then sometimes playing the game, I get a little too spooked. It's weird. Especially, like, monster ones, like zombies and stuff like that. So I'm interested in, like, the new um, uh, Last of Us coming out. I think it's coming out next year. But yeah. Um, Let me just drink some tea. Fucking video games. It's crazy, like... I know... Some people they're just they look at video games just being like oh this is just like a like a game you know what I'm saying like it's like a it's something kids do but the way I look at it now like how intricate video games are now it it's like a whole like story and they I think the developers are really good at um, building like a world out of these games not you know not just visually but like the storytelling is really like intense it's almost like playing a movie which is kind of crazy like you really get invested into the characters and stuff it's like it's not fucking pac-man anymore you know like it's not super mario it's fucking like you you are these people kind of thing i know that sounds cheesy as fuck but you are these like these characters that you play and and the graphics are just so crazy now like it's super realistic now (laughs) Um, trying to think, what else? Where are we at? Time-wise, we're almost there. Maybe like another ten more minutes of me spewing out some bullshit. Um, yeah, I, uh, I up, I, I upgraded like a few components on my PCs. So my main PC is a is a built PC it's a hackintosh like it runs mac and windows and i upgraded the graphics card on it to a, an rx 590 i was having like i said in a previous podcast i was having issues with the video the video card that i initially got which was a vega 56 it's an amd card and i it died on me and it was super loud too it was just kind of kind of off-putting but i ended up getting a sapphire rx 590 and it runs really well, but I think I might get a um, uh, an RX fifty seven hundred XT. I think is RX or is a fifty seven hundred XT? Is an AMD card, and I might switch that out and then use the RX in my other PC build because I have a I have another PC build that has like some older components that I just ha- had laying around, and um, in the old in the other PC. I have a Nvidia card like an old GTX 960 and it works but you I have to kind of like tone down all the graphics so it it just works a little bit more efficient but if I just swap out the video cards if I put the RX in that one the RX 590 in that one it'll I can run games a little bit at a higher graphic detail and then just use the the 5700 XT in my current build but both are both um both pcs are like water cooled and and uh, and whatnot i'm not really a big like rgb kind of bullshit i don't give a shit about like lights or anything like that i just want it to be like fairly quiet those are my builds usually they're fairly quiet and um yeah they just perform really well but the reason why I had to get to upgrade to a a AMD video card rather than NVIDIA is because um, the newest versions of Mac only support AMD cards. So initially, I was running that uh, GTX nine sixty in my my regular b- like build, my regular PC and like my main PC, but after Hi Sierra Max stopped supporting uh NVIDIA cards and they only support AMD, so I had to get an AMD card to be able to run Mojave. So I'm running Mojave on my, my main um, computer and I'm not ready to upgrade to Catalina because a lot of my plugins aren't compatible with Catalina. I, I found out found that out the hard way cuz I upgraded my MacBook Pro to Catalina and like some of the some of the um, the the plugins don't work and that kind of sucks. I mean, I I don't really use my MacBook Pro for like making beats for the most part, but you know when I travel I have to kind of make it. But yeah, that one kind of sucks, so I keep my main one at Mojave because I know most of my plugins still work. Uh, there there are like one or two that don't work, but most of them for the most the the ones that I really do use they work pretty well so I don't want to upgrade it right away but yeah just ended up upgrading the um, the graphics card and getting like a couple more SSDs um, just so I have more space as far as the window side because games they take up a grip of space And yeah, that's pretty much it. And then, yeah, I have a spare PC that I kind of want to like take a few of the stuff from that and put it into a smaller build because I want to build like a a mini ITX kind of home theater PC that I can just keep in the living room because right now it's in like a full size tower, like it's in a, it's in an ATX kind of case. Uh, That's not too different from my main one. And uh, it's a little bit too big for the living room, whereas I want to get a smaller one. I'm looking at like a Silverstone, I think it's Silverstone, something like that. Just like a smaller kind of case, so I can get like a mini ITX motherboard and um, just kind of fit cram all the components in that one, and it'll be like a lot smaller. But yeah, nerd shit. <laughs> yeah but you know like i'm a somewhat of a pc enthusiast now after building like my first couple computers and i watch all like the youtube channels of builds and shit like that and new components coming out i'm not like super bent on like benchmark results and shit like that even though i do it uh occasionally but it's not i'm not like too worried about that i'm more kind of concerned with real world scenarios like How does this perform in music or how does this perform as far as media consumption or, you know, games, of course. Uh, But yeah. Oh, I I did upgrade my monitor as well um, to like a widescreen monitor. I had a dual monitor set up. I had two 1080p 27-inch monitors. (laughs) They're fucking huge. And I ended up just scrapping. I ended up just giving them away to uh, Richie. And then I ended up just getting one ultra-wide 4K monitor. And uh, it's pretty good. It has a, I think this one has like 120 hertz refresh rate, so it's good. Like everything is smooth, especially with games and stuff like that. And then this is even like better as far as uh, like my workflow goes because I need a lot of screen real estate. That's why I was running dual monitors because I'm just like a super user kind of multitasker. And I ended up just getting one 4K monitor. And uh, it works really well. And then I ended up... What else did I upgrade to? I forgot. But yeah. It's been working really well. Um. But yeah. I guess that's it. I'm fucking nerd shit, man. <laughs> oh. um, I also upgraded my keyboard and mouse. I know this is kind of like a stupid thing are kind of a boring thing. Uh but I ended up well oh, I had a I had the very first Logitech MX Master, which is like a a um, a pretty popular mouse. But the I, I used it so much that the scroll wheels started like started it doesn't work how it's supposed to, but I mean it still works. So I ended up getting the MX Master 3. And then earlier, I got the Logitech Craft keyboard. And what's cool about these two is, um, of course, you can sync it to multiple devices. Like if you want to use the keyboard for your computer, as well as your like iPad or like another computer, like dual computers, you can do that. Same with the mouse. But one thing I really like that Logitech offers is a, a feature called Flow. And it's where you can have two computers on at the same time, like maybe side by side. And you don't have to push the buttons to switch between the computers. So you can use the same keyboard and mouse for multiple computers by just uh, dragging the cursor to the other computer. And it'll automatically switch for you, which is great, uh, especially since I multitask some stuff. And like sometimes I need to run... Mac and Windows at the same time, and be, being able to um, use the same keyboard and mouse for that is really, like, helpful for me, uh, especially, like, if I have to do some work on, like, the Windows side of things, but I still need to access, like, iMessage and, you know, like, FaceTime or whatever it is, just stuff that is uh, is on my Mac. I'm able to just kind of switch over really quickly and it works pretty well for the most part. It just automatically switches like the 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 output or the input for each of the the things. So that's been really good. So if you if you're if you if you work on multiple systems, I don't know if it supports Linux, but if you work on Mac like if you have to work on two Macs or like a Mac and a Windows computer at the same time, and you just want one computer or one keyboard and mouse to um, to use, then look at the newer Logitech um, Logitech uh, mouse and keyboards because some of them support Flow, and you can you can use the same keyboard and mouse for this uh, for two different computers at the same time, which is great. But yeah, that, made, that has made productivity for me a, a whole lot easier, because before I would have like two different key, like two different keyboards or two different mice. And then when I got the craft keyboard, I, I, it was easy for me to switch between the two. It's just like a matter of just like a button to push. Um, and then with the, my old Logitech MX master, I would have to press the button on the bottom, which was kind of um, a little bit stupid you know, sometimes, uh, but now with flow, I don't have to do that. I can just quickly move the cursor over. So look into that. If you, if you're a power user, but I guess that's it. Let me just end that with telling you what kind of keyboard and mouse to fucking use. Uh, I'm a little bit of a sneaker person, not a sneaker head, you know, I'm not like deep into it or anything like that, but I kind of just buy what I buy like I said in like the previous podcast I just kind of stopped supporting Yeezy so I don't really buy Yeezys or anything like that or go after them anymore um so I've been wearing I say my sneakers of this year have been a few Jordan 1s I've been wearing the LA to Chicago ones the Nike SB's Jordan 1s a lot as well as just like some regular breads some regular breads and uh, a pair of black toes, those Jordans I've been wearing a lot. And then the Sakai Nike Waffle shoe, I've been wearing that one a lot. And I've been wearing this, uh, I think it's the Nike Yukosu collab. I think that's the designer's name. But I've been wearing those. It was like a pair of Pegasus 36 Trails I'm wearing those. Those are like my everyday shoes. I mean, they're not like super like squishy or anything like that, but... They're just easier to put on, and I feel like they're good for the weather. (laughs) You know, like wet weather or whatever it is. And I don't know. What other shoes I've been wearing? I don't know. Sandals? house Like, Ikea house slippers? (laughs) But yeah, Uh, as far as, like, new releases coming out, I might try to get those undefeated, like, Air Max 90s. I don't know. I kind of like the white versions like the white and yellow version and then uh, what else probably just more Jordans I don't know I don't know really I have to kind of kick back on the sneakers a little bit um but yeah I just got a pair of like new balances the other day which I really like some simple shoes I've been just trying to get, like, sneakers that, are, that aren't, that are like, really that hyped anymore. Just kind of, like, getting what I like and I know that I'll wear. It's not really for the hype. Because I feel like when you go out, you see everybody in a pair of Yeezys everywhere. And you see everybody rocking whatever hype shoes in. And I'm just like, eh. Kind of over that. Even though I do have some hype shoes, like some off-whites and some other bullshit. Um... Yeah, I'm just trying to wear stuff that kind of is a little bit more, quote unquote, mature. Just trying to get away from like t-shirts and track pants <laughs> <laughs> because that's all I was wearing for a while, <laughs> hoodies and shit. But yeah, I guess that's it. Um, big thanks to everybody who's kind of supported my music throughout this whole year and previous years and stuff like that. Um like I said, my album Beyond the Sea of Trees is still available. You can stream it or whatever you want to do. Um, and uh you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Sound Spotify, and Stitcher. Yes. It's, it's available pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts. And um yeah. Is that it? I don't even know. And then just look out for some new music coming out. I know I have a few singles that I dropped like maybe a few months ago. Available on Spotify and iTunes and stuff, but I'll come out with some new stuff for the new year as well as um maybe more of a solidified album. I think I'm just going to start working on just like just more hard hitting beats rather than the kind of I know Beyond the Sea of Trees was a little bit more, like I said, uh, a little bit more mature and in like a little bit more deeper. But then I think I'm just going to try to just crank out some just like beat tapes that people just want to listen to. But yeah, thanks again, Fredcast. I might rename it to Freddy Joachim Fredcast rather than just Fredcast, so it's a little bit easier to find. And uh, yeah, you can go on to freddiejoachim.com if you have any questions. You can just click the link at the top, and I'll try to answer them on this podcast. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it, freddiejoachim.com. You can follow me on social media at uh Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever it is, SoundCloud. And, uh, yeah, hope everybody has a really good Christmas and please be mindful of those who don't really have much or kind of struggling to make ends meet. Just be patient with people, be patient with like retail workers, be patient with drivers. I see a lot of like crazy ass drivers out there just rushing to get nowhere and, uh, yeah, just help out anybody who really does need help. Um, whether it's, your friends or your loved ones or just people on the streets, you know, there's, there are people living out on the streets that are trying to stay warm. You know, these are decent people, you know, they, they're they not like super drug addicts or anything like that. And you have to understand people make mistakes in their lives. And there's, you know, some people, there is kind of, you know, time to kind of reflect and maybe make a better version of themselves you know so don't put people too down for making bad mistakes in their lives you know people can always redeem themselves but yeah i guess that's it thanks again for tuning in guys peace